Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. It's me, Brie. So this episode does have some adult language and adult content. So if you do have kiddos or little ones, now would be a good time to either turn the episode down or grab your headphones and do what you do when you listen to podcasts. For me, I'm usually folding laundry, driving, washing dishes, cleaning, doing something that I don't like to do, but I know that I have to do. And podcasts just make them make those chores easier. (laughs) I posted on my Twitter the other day that laundry is the bane of my existence. I hate doing laundry. I just I hate it. I hate the whole process of it. It's I feel like it's tedious. It's annoying. It's never done. Like you always have laundry. At least that's how I feel. So podcasts just make it so much better and way less tedious than if I didn't have a podcast on. You know what I mean? Anyway, this month of February, I decided to be a little bit festive. I'm not usually festive, but you know, February, I'm going to make the exception. (laughs) And we're going to have every guest this month is going to be dedicated to something around love, relationships, intimacy, body confidence, sexual desire, and the big (laughs) S-E-X. I don't know if like when I was growing up, my parents would always spell it out. Like if we couldn't go see a movie because my like my mom would be like, it has S-E-X in it. And like by the time I was five, I could spell. I knew what that meant. I mean, I didn't know, but like I knew, you know, um, yeah, throwback. <laughs> anyway, so in this episode, I bring back my good friend, Kevin Hi, If you haven't listened to our first episode, I put it in the episode description down below. You can swipe up and listen to that one first if you'd like. And Kevin and I, it's funny, like I don't think that we actually agree on a lot of things when it comes to dating and relationships. I think we have very different perspectives, and I think that's because we're two human beings who like different things and have different needs and desires. 
But it's really interesting to have someone who has a different perspective than you. Um, I'm also not a dating expert or like good at dating. Um, I would say Kevin's probably more successful at it than I am. (laughs) Um, But in this episode, we talk about the friend zone. Does it exist? Is it something that we put ourselves in? Can we get out of it? How it's different for men and women. We also talk about jealousy in relationships. We talk about what else do we talk about? Uh, the time that I sent something to a guy that I was talking to and how I regret it because it wasn't the right move. Oh my God. It's still raining and storming here. I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so we have very different, like I said, just different views, I think, which is what makes this podcast episode really good. And again, you guys, it's totally cool to disagree with someone about certain things and like still respect their opinion and still agree with them in some aspects or to some extent, which is why I think like Kevin and I make really bomb podcasts is because we're not afraid to say how we feel and what we think or what we believe in. So I'm going to stop rambling because I just want to get into this podcast. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can send me an email to info at livingbreely.com or you can also send Kevin an email. I'm going to include all of his links down below and you can reach out to him there. Anyway, that's all that I've got for you guys. I will talk to you on Friday. I don't know why I keep doing weird voices, but this is what we've got. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Okay. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back. Thank you, Bree. Bree Marie, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. We were just talking about dogs. Um, I'm, here, my, I'm here with my dog and you're there with your dog. Yeah. Our, my dog started barking and then his dog started barking. And <laughs> um, so this episode's going to air around Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk again about relationships because I feel like that's like the perfect time to talk about dating and relationships. So after Kevin and I did our first recording, which I'll put the episode link in the description, the episode description, um, so you guys can check that out there. Um, we just continued our friendship obviously. And <laughs> I was like, I texted him one day and I was like, is the friend zone real? so let's wow, talk what a about great question right let's talk about the friend zone I have personally been in the friend zone I have friend zoned guys before um so I personally think it's think it exists but I'm curious to hear your take on it okay well I will I will just give a quick disclaimer which is that I have very strong opinions on most things when it comes to dating and relationships, uh, which you can hear in our first episode, obviously. I think that episode really came out with a bang. But 
the friend zone is not something that I have very strong opinions on one way or another. And the reason is that there seems to be evidence for, I know this sounds like so clinical, but there seems to be evidence for the existence of the friend zone and also the fallacy of the friend zone. And what I mean is this. Um, I have definitely been friend zoned where I'm getting really close to a girl and, you know, then she says something like, oh, you're my best friend. You're like my brother. Ha ha. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, fuck, I have just officially landed in the friend zone, right? Right. But the question is, did I friend zone myself? Like, did I, did I get myself into that situation by acting a certain way? or having a certain energy around her? Or did she just only see me as a friend from the very start? Like, was she just not physically attracted to me? In which case, there's nothing you can really do to control that. Now, on the other hand, I have a friend who is a professional dating coach, a guy, and he's pretty good at what he does. And he says that in all of his dating and relationships, he purposely friend zones himself. Meaning he never comes on to a woman. He never like asks her out like on dates or anything. He becomes her friend first. And then at a certain point, as he likes to put it, he shifts the energy. He goes from being friendly to being flirtatious and, you know, to being a little bit more, I guess, masculine, you could call it. And that the reason he does that is by quote unquote friend zoning himself first, he makes the woman feel comfortable and safe and has already established a rapport with her. And then he kind of brings on the charm. That's not really my style. Um, I feel like that could kind of go the wrong way. Uh, but I guess it I guess it seems to to work for him. Yeah, I was going to say I kind of like that approach. Like I like when guys don't come on like super aggressive, super like I want to date you. Like I'm like I don't even know you and you want me to like get into a relationship with you. It's like I see how that I see the appeal and and how he's doing that. Yeah, the the one problem with that is it it kind of circumvents my greatest philosophy in dating, which is over-communicate rather than under-communicate and state your intentions at some point when it's appropriate. Not like you meet a girl on the street and you're like, will you be my girlfriend? That's my intention. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be crazy. Right. But I think that in adult relationships, the most important thing is to communicate what your intentions are respectfully so that the other person's not caught off guard so that the other person you know knows what you're what you're looking for and where you're at in life um you know on the other hand there's the question of can you unfriend yourself like if a girl just if a girl just doesn't feel romantically attracted to you and maybe she's even given it a shot you know maybe maybe she's even entertained the idea of going on a date with you and you know you're just not growing on her in a romantic way maybe there's not much you can do about that you know i, I can know tell that you right men, now like girls will like 
literally plan out your entire life if they like you. (laughs) Say that again? Like, if a girl likes you, like, she's already imagining, like, what your life is going to look like in 30 years. And what if she doesn't like you? Then she doesn't even have that thought. She might have, like, toyed with the idea. Like, I've done that where I'm like, could I see myself dating this person? Mm Mm-hmm. And if I can't be like, no, like I don't see what that future would look like, then more than likely I'm not going to be interested. Like I think for at least I don't want to say all women and like generalize, like for me, like there has to be a future in the relationship. Like I have to like have some vision of like what our lives could be like together. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something that happens for women that doesn't happen for men. And this, this is another thing that makes the friend zone concept even more nuanced. Um, something that happens for women is that they can be friends with a guy who they Mm -hmm. don't initially like or are not initially attracted to and their attraction can really grow into an actual physical sexual romantic attraction and whereas they whereas they once thought I could never date this guy they end up marrying him I hear stories like that all the time I know people like that my own sister and her husband are that story you know that exact story. She was like, ew, no way. I'll never date this guy. Four years later, they're married. I've had that happen where I'm like, this person, like, I have a huge, like, guy, like, the guy I'm like, oh my God, like, no, no way. And then I end up liking him. Right. Now, for the ladies who are listening to this, that rarely ever happens with men. So specifically, if a guy is not attracted to a girl from the outset, it is very rare that he'll be friends with her, have no attraction to her, and in the coming months or years will develop a physical, romantic, sexual attraction to her. It can develop for women towards men. It very, very really develops for men towards women. So I think the friend zone question is different if we're looking at is the man in the friend zone or is the woman in the friend zone? If the woman is in the friend zone, it's very rare that she'll get out of it. If the guy is in the friend zone, I think there's more potential for him to get out of it. But I think that, you know, he has to be damn good at somehow getting himself out of the friend zone. And I think that the issue that you run into is sometimes the girl, as you said, will toy with the idea of could I have a future with this guy? But right. if, if she eventually comes to the conclusion that no, I just see him as a brother or I just don't see him that way, then you're kind of doomed to be in the friend zone. I agree. I agree with, I agree with that. Like, I think it's much easier for guys to get out of the friend zone than it is for girls. But I mean, I've seen this happen and it like kind of sort of has happened to me, but not really where like girls think that they can change themselves to like be a match for a guy who's a friend. A girl likes one of her friends and tries to alter the way she is to make herself more attractive to him. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If he's not already attracted to her, there is a 99% chance that it'll stay that way. And these are, like, all generalizations. Like, there is, like, you know, 
Like there is a chance, but like, I just, I, I think but there's I a much, ba- there's a much greater chance that a guy will become more attractive in the eyes of a woman over time than that a woman will become more attractive over time in the eyes of a man. Mm. I don't what know about, why that happens. And you but, actually asked me this question and we okay. can talk about it. We didn't like talk about this in the pre-interview thingy um, is because you're talking about like guys looking at women. So you told me that you were having a friendly debate with a friend mm. about men glancing at women when they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I said was like, it doesn't really bother me. Like in the sense of like, if, a, if I'm dating a guy and he's like, you know, staring at a woman, of course I'm going to be like, dude, WTF. But if we're eating and he just like happens to glance or like, you know, men I think are very visual. Like they like pretty things. Like I'm, I don't, I don't see the problem with it. Yeah. Men are extremely visual and that's part of the reason that, um, just to, I guess, tie the bow around the previous topic. That's part of the reason that, you know, for a man, the attraction has to be there right from the outset. Whereas for a woman, the attraction can grow. Right. Um, yeah, I know that you were saying that you, you understand that men are visual creatures and that, you know, if a guy is with his girlfriend and he happens to steal a look at another woman, that, that doesn't really bother you. But then you were saying, I think, rightfully so that a lot of your girlfriends just find that to be very disrespectful right like i think it's funny like i will literally if i'm dating a guy and he does that i will make fun of him for it i'll be like oh really is that what you like (laughs) like Mm. in like a playful way but i won't like i don't get mad or i don't feel jealous because like and i think i brought up like a crazy example i was like you don't know who that woman is like okay so he liked how she looked in a dress but she might be you don't, she doesn't, she might not ha- be as kind or compassionate or supportive as you are, or she might be a serial killer. Like, you don't know. Like, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so I think, a, I think, I think a few things. Um, so the funny thing about this is that if my girlfriend, my hypothetical girlfriend, cause I don't have one. But if I, if I were with a girl and she stole a look at another man, it would drive me fucking crazy. And I think that is true for, for most men. There is nothing, it doesn't happen very often. Like it happens really often that a man will steal a look at another, at another girl accidentally in front of his girlfriend. It doesn't happen as often that a girl will be looking and like being googly eyed over another guy. But if that does happen, it's really going to upset the guy. I mean, I think, well, one, I don't think men are as observant. So, like, if a girl does look at another guy, it's probably not in the same way that men, like, when guys look at girls, right, they're, like, looking at very specific body parts. (laughs) Um. And for women, like, <laughs> that's a little bit more challenging with, like, we're not, and again, I think, like, women, men and women differ. Like, if a, if a freaking, you know, Calvin Klein model walked in, like, are you expecting your girlfriend to not look at him? No, but if she does, like, you might laugh it off. 
if if a Victoria's Secret model walked in, you might laugh it off and you'd be like, haha, you know, oh, that's what you like. If my girlfriend wa- looked at the Calvin Klein model who walked in the room, I'd be pissed. And but how this, is she supposed to not look like, I mean, hello? Like I, I understand, but the point that I'm elucidating, Brie, is the last point I made in our previous episode, which is that guys are highly sensitive to these kinds of things. They just don't show it, right? That would crush a man. He might not say it. He might not express it. He might try to act it off, uh, to, to, to play it off. But inside, that would really crush him. And part of my, my grand message that I'm always trying to tell women is that they need to understand how sensitive men really are. And they need to stop thinking of men as these like stupid, you know, ogres who walk around trying to be all macho all the time. The fact that they try to be all macho all the time is just an act. They're incredibly sensitive and these small things really do upset them, you know? And I'm not saying that like you, you know, it's wrong if you steal a look at the Calvin Klein model or that it's your fault or anything. I'm just saying that that really does affect a man, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and men are a lot more sensitive to these kinds of things than, than we think. Um, the conversation that I was having with my friend, the, uh, the friendly debate that we were having, she, she had, she was on the same, this is actually an interesting question for you and, and for the, for the, ladies who are listening to this so she asked me she said if 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 i was your girlfriend kevin and and uh and i saw from across the room that another girl was flirting with you what do you think that i would do or 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 what do you think would be the appropriate response right so first let me pose that question to you brie if if I'm standing at a party and another girl is like clearly flirting with me, how would you, how would you feel about that? What would you do? Would you come in and like interrupt? Would you just, you know, step in and kind of put your arm around me? Would you just stay there and let it happen? Would you get mad at me for flirting with the girl? Would you go get mad at the girl for flirting with me? What do you think would be the response in that situation? Um, I would laugh. You wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I would care if, like, she got handsy and was, like, you know, like, touching you. I'd be, of course, then I would probably step in and, like, just put my arm, like, underneath you or something, like, that way. But I wouldn't, like, I would, I would think it's funny. Like, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, I don't know if I'm maybe just, like, weird about this kind of stuff. Well, you are, you are weird. But. (laughs) Like, I, that would not bother me at all. Like, I think, like. I would take it as a compliment, like from the girl, like, oh, she sees exactly what I see. Like he's attractive or he's funny and like charming. Like I wouldn't get one, I wouldn't get mad. One, it depends too. If he's like if a guy is not wearing a wedding band, like how do you know if he has a girlfriend or not? So it's like I wouldn't get mad at the girl. I wouldn't get mad at the at my boyfriend because he is probably in an awkward situation where he's like how what like guys don't even really know when you're flirting with them sometimes i feel like so he well, might not are, even... are notoriously bad at flirting right so, so like you know it just depends like i would think that it like i would actually take it as a compliment from the other girl um but the other girl's not trying to compliment you 
Right. I get that. But like, I would see it as like, oh, she sees exactly what I see. Okay. Now let's step out of your shoes for a second because you are a different breed and you, you don't have insecurities around these issues and you tend to be extremely confident when it comes to this kind of thing. What would your girlfriend say? Oh, they would be freaking livid. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that for, for a second because that, that's, not all Seems. of them. Not all of them. Like, I think I have a pretty diverse set of, of women friends, but I feel like some of them would get, like, intimidated by the female. They would get pissed at the guy for engaging in a conversation. But it's like, you know, you don't – what if that woman is, like, a super important person for your boyfriend to know to, like, advance his career or his business? Like, are you going to say, no, you can't talk to her because she's beautiful? Like, No, that's different than if she's flirting with him. Right. Right? Because guys don't know when girls are flirting, but girls know when girls are flirting. Kind of. Yeah, I could see that. Girls are more attuned to when a girl is flirting than guys are. I think we're just more intuitive. Sure. That's, that's That's a good way to put it. So the girl that I was talking to about this scenario, she had the exact same response that you did. Now, she also happens to have a very similar personality to yours. I think she might also be an Aries, actually. <laughs> um, but you guys, you guys are very similar in this regard. And she asked me, what would make you comfortable in that scenario? Like, what, you know, what, what would you want to happen? And I said, I'm, I'm also a little bit of a different type of guy, right? I said that if, if another girl was flirting with me, I would want my girlfriend to come up to that scenario and not to, not to go be like, step off, bitch, but just to make herself present, right? Just so that the other girl knows that, that my girlfriend is my girlfriend, that my girlfriend is around. And my friend said to me, what? That's so weird. Like, why would, you, why would you want that? Wouldn't you want, like, freedom or space to, like, be able to flirt with another girl without your, without your girlfriend, you know? Without consequence. Exactly. Without consequence. Like, isn't that what guys want? And I said, no. Because to me, it's sexy that my girlfriend wants to protect what's hers. It's sexy that my girlfriend feels threatened by another woman. And just wants to make herself kind of present. Just wants to make... Like, I feel like I would step in if the flirting went on for, like, a while. Like, of course, I would be like, okay, listen here. <laughs> like, okay. But, like, I mean, if it's, like, a thing, like, you guys are at a bar, like, at the bar getting drinks, and she's flirting with you, I know eventually, like, you're going to have to come back to get me my, give me my drink kind of thing. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I get where your friend is saying like, oh, you want to give a guy space. You want to allow him to like flirt with that consequence. That's not how I was perceiving it. I was perceived like, I don't really, that like, it's not, I'm not feeling that way because of a man's needs. I'm feeling that way just because I think like of my own, like, okay, that that's what the situation is. That's what the situation is. Right. But so you could be feeling that way for a man's needs, or you could be feeling that way from your personal needs. Like I feel threatened. I feel jealous. I feel insecure. And I think that that's perfectly, I think that that's also perfectly normal. Like 
you know, nobody wants to see, nobody likes to see their, their significant other flirting with somebody else or somebody else flirting with their significant other. Like, yeah, you might laugh about it and you might not have so many qualms about it, but somebody else that might be kind of triggering for them. You yeah, know? And I think oh, that that's perfectly normal. Yeah, like what everyone's I would love, different. What I would love is to hear from the listeners of how they would respond in this situation because we have three we have three diff- very different perspectives here, you know? Well, I mean, and I briefly dated a guy when I was like, I think I was like 19. And he was like 6'4", like worked out every day, like very muscular. And okay, I shouldn't be saying this, but I was at a bar and when I was uh-huh. 21. And, oh. um, wow, the cops yeah, are coming for you. Right. <laughs> So that FBI is knocking on my door. Um, and he like left for a second. I don't know where he went. I forgot, but I was sitting there by myself and like two guys like came up like to sit next to me and started talking to me. I didn't think anything of it. I was also 19 and probably super oblivious and just like awe struck at the fact that I even got into a bar. Uh-huh. Um, and then I don't even know what happened. But he just, he like came, the guy that I was dating, I almost said his name, (laughs) um, came up and just like immediately like initiated a fight with these guys. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and that was, I ended up, I stopped dating him like after a couple weeks because he was just so aggressive like that and like protective over me in that way. Like to the point where it like wasn't even flattering. It was just scary. Yeah, if it's scary and aggressive and his first instinct is to come up and start a fight, then that's not cool. Right. But I but I think it, it would be perfectly appropriate in that situation for him to just come and show his face or come and sit down next to you, say, hi, guys, how are you? You know, just have a conversation. But it's clear that you guys are there together. Right. And I'll tell you why, Brie, because, because – Men usually have creepy intentions. Like, I hate to say that, and I hate this about men. But if two guys are coming up and sitting next to you in a bar, they're flirting with you. They're hitting on right. you. They're not trying to play, play Scrabble with you, you know? Right, and I get that. Like, I think it's different, like, for guys. Like, I just, I couldn't date a guy who was super jealous like that. Like, you know, men are going to talk to me not I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, super beautiful and like of course <laughs> you're going to talk to me. Um but like men like you're going to your partner is going to have an interaction with the opposite sex. And for me personally, like I find it like a waste of my energy to get upset and like angry about the fact that he had an interaction with like a pretty woman. Sure. But you know, let let me also just make one caveat. Yes. You're going to have interactions with the opposite sex, right? Yes, men are going to talk to you. Yes, if you're a good-looking guy, you know, girls are going to try to flirt with you, even though they'll probably be bad at it. <laughs> but the mistake, that, the mistake that I made, you know, in, my, in one of my relationships, I was dating a girl, and whenever girls would flirt with me or talk to me, it, it really set her off. And looking back on it, the reason that it set her off is that I would flirt back. The reason it set, set her off is that I would engage, and that was really upsetting to her. 
And I regret that. I, re- I regret that I did that. I think I liked the attention because I was younger back then, you know. But in that situation, Bree, it's my responsibility not to do that. It's my responsibility to respect the fact that this could be potentially upsetting for my partner and just be cool, polite, civil, and then go about my merry way. You know? Well, I mean, it's completely different. Like, if I saw my boyfriend flirting back, I would be, of course, like, a little bit – I would be livid. But if he's, like, standing there, like, you know, just letting this girl or do her thing, like, that's a completely different situation. And I think that you have – because you don't feel insecure when it comes to dating, you know, or because you may be a little bit more confident in this arena, it doesn't occur to you. But, like, go and ask a lot of your girlfriends. Like, they – yeah, but I also feel like thing. if I was in a relationship with a guy that I would trust him to an extent where it's like, oh, I trust him enough to know how to handle that situation. Sure. And I don't yeah. need to like, I give him like the respect and I give him the trust that like he knows how to politely exit a situation that he feels is inappropriate. Yeah, hopefully. So that's, like, where it comes in. Like, I'm very trusting um, until someone obviously, like, breaks my trust. So, like, I always I, – I think I put a lot of faith into people, like, not only guys that I date, but just, like, everyone in my life. Like, I always like to see, like – I almost put them on, like, a pedestal, which has backfired, like, obviously. Um, mm. But I just – I really I, – I always – like, if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone, I have to trust him. Yeah. So Yeah, but then, then there's the third variable, which is you don't know another person's intentions. You might know your boyfriend's intentions, but if some, some other chick is coming up and, you know, gawking at him, you don't know what her intentions are. And uh, with guys, 99 times out of 100, their intentions are usually something sexual, which is why men feel threatened when other men are flirting with their girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they know, they know what's going on in their head. So I was talking to a guy, hopefully he's not listening to this podcast, (laughs) I will like cry, um, that I went to high school with and I always thought he was like really attractive and he was, I think like two or three years older than me, one year older, I don't, two, three years older. Um, and I slid in his DMs, kind of, like he posted something on Instagram on his stories and I like responded to it. Mm. And then we started talking, and then he was like, "What's for any of the guys listening to this? If Bree slides in your DMs, you know what she's trying to. You know what she's about. No, I slide in people's DMs all the time. Like I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I will. I like just talk to a lot of people. So you're a player. Mm. (laughs) Bree, I got your number. I got you found out, Bree. Um. I wouldn't say I'm a player. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Now you lost my train of thought. Okay, so you slid into his DMs and, s- and you started talking. Then you got your phone number. Then you started texting. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. And we, I really started to like him because he was super, like, intellectual. And we kind of had, like, the same thing, like, with the whole texting thing. Like, I never felt pressure to, like, respond, like, right away. Like, he would wait a couple of hours or, like, we would stop texting, like, around, like, 9, 10 p.m. Because we were both, like, going. So it was, like, very, like, synergistic. Synerg- why can't I say that word? Synergistic. Synerg- synerg- 
<laughs> when, like, when what when was this last year okay so pretty yeah. recent last year like yeah like before my birthday I think it was like I think I think in like March of last okay. year um and so we we're like texting and at the time like we didn't live in the same cities and that's like when everything with my blog and my business like really started shifting and like my focus was there and so then when I realized that oh I'm really starting to like him and like what I liked is like because some guys will like drag on a conversation forever. I'm like, are we going to freak, like, are we hanging out? Like, are we going on a date? Are we, what is like, what is this? But he was like very, like within the first, I would say like week and a half, he was like, let's hang out. Mm. And I was like, mm, like, cause I knew I was like, oh shoot, I'm really starting to like him, but I am also like super focused on my business. So like, what do I do? And so it was like this big struggle. Because it strikes me that you say you really started to like him. But the second he initiated plans, it made you uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable because I felt like I had to make a choice. Why? Which was super presumptuous of like, again, when girls like a guy, like they start thinking of the future. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, like what if I actually really like this guy? And like, I'm going to have to invest a lot of energy into this relationship. And I have this business thing that's like really starting to take off. I'm, I'm going to have to make a choice between the two. And I just wasn't, I, I don't know if like anyone else can relate to this, but I just like wasn't in the headspace to date. And that wasn't, well, my intention wasn't to date him. Like I didn't slide into his DMs because I was like, I wanted to, I want to have a relationship with you. Like, I just thought he was attractive and you never know, like you never know how these things are going to unfold. Um, so, but, but the second you realized that you liked him and he, and he said, let's hang out that, that gave you pause. And that made you think, shit, I might've gotten myself into a situation where I actually like someone. No, it was like, Oh, I got myself into, into a situation where I have to choose. But why is there a choice between liking someone and getting to know him and also working on your business? I think because that that's I didn't a false want dichotomy. my I didn't want to like focus on another person. I wanted to focus on my business. Okay. And I felt like I couldn't do both. Okay. And I would argue that you can't do both. Like, I don't think you can start a business and start a relationship at the same time unless you guys are, like, in business together, which, like, I wouldn't recommend that either. Um, but anyway, so he was like, let's hang out, let's hang out. And I kind of kept, like, dodging it because, like, we weren't in the same city. So it wasn't like – it was like, oh, let's just meet at a bar type of thing. Like, there had to be some, like, an orchestration <laughs> to, like, make out. Um, and then I finally, like, I don't know why I did this, like, or how it even came up, but I just, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I sent him a link to my Google Calendar. Oh, Bree. <laughs> and Bree. luckily he was Are you like, sure you weren't in business with this guy? No. No, and oh man, I'm like turning so red. You can't. Here's my Google Calendar. Here's my Google Calendar. 
like, oh my God, it was, oh, why did I do that? So I sent him a link to my Google Calendar and I was thinking like, he's never going to speak to me again. Like, cause who the fuck does that? Right. <laughs> and then he was like, this is new. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are you my boss now? Um, and which like was funny to me. So yeah, so then, so then, like at that point when I was like, okay, I cannot get this guy. Like, like I thought for sure it was kind of like a moment of how to lose a guy in ten days, where you're just like, let me just show him my crazy, and like hopefully it scares him off. Well, that oh, didn't God. happen. Um, and so I finally was like super direct, and I was like, listen, like I just can't. I'm like I can't date anyone right now. And then he like totally backpedaled, and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't say that. <laughs> but like he was like I wasn't trying to date you I just like wanted to hang out <laughs> like that's such bullshit I was like I feel like that's a cop out yeah that's a huge cop out now he's like trying to save face now he's trying to backpedal but you know there's a really interesting thing here to me which is like if a girl starts to like a guy now she's now she's doing things to try to scare him off. Like, you like this guy. And I understand sometimes you like someone, but you're not in the headspace to date. But now you're, like, sending him your Google calendar, hoping that that'll scare him off. It doesn't scare him off. Then you tell him, I, I actually can't date you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he asks you to hang yeah. out. That, that makes you kind of freaked out. So what is the takeaway from that? Is the takeaway that if a girl likes a guy, the guy actually has to, you know, take the reins and and say, okay, I know you like me and I'm, I'm going to coerce you like I need to push you a little bit here? Or is the takeaway that, you know, you just got to back off and wait till she's ready? I mean, this is a very complex thing. Honestly, I don't know because I think like every girl is different. I personally don't like to be pressured. Like I don't like- Well, not when pressured guys- in an aggressive way. Right, but, like, I don't like when guys are, like, like, I don't like it when guys are, like, we, like, I don't know, like, and he wasn't pressuring me. I really hope he's not listening because (laughs) that's so embarrassing. Um, I didn't even, like, think about this when I started the podcast, but. Let me ask you this. Would you, when, when he wrote back and he was, like, oh, uh, I, I didn't want to date. I just wanted to hang out, right? And he essentially gave up. Hey there, did you love this episode? If so, I'd love to hear about it. Head over to Instagram and tag me in your stories while you're listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you, see you, and know which episodes and interviews you're finding valuable. For any courses, freebies, or blog posts, you can head over to livingreely.com or check out the episode description. Now were you relieved when that happened or would you have rather he, you know, kind of pushed a little bit? Would you have rather he said like, you know, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I think we should at least have a dinner or a coffee and you know, something cutesy like that. Or were you happy that he let it go? Um, I mean, I feel like sad is a strong word. (laughs) 
Um, but I wasn't relieved. Like, I kind of wish he did push back a little bit. Like, I kind of like when guys push back, but in a way that's not pressure. Right. Um, so that's kind of my theory. You know, my theory is that when you know a girl likes you, but she may just not be 100% in, or, you know, she, she may just not be in the best place or whatever, it's kind of your job as the guy to push it along a little bit and not to pressure her, but to kind of take the reins and kind of bring her along and see, you know, see if she's willing to step a little bit outside of her comfort zone. Right. Which like, I have a hard time doing that in relationships, but I mean, one of a guy that I dated when I was in high school, he like was texting me, let's hang out, let's hang out. And like, I liked him and I obviously, I knew that he liked me Mm-hmm. And he, I forgot how he knew where I lived. I think he might have come to my house one time, like because we had like Booty a friend group. Call? What? Booty call? No, no, no. This is in high school, so I was like seventeen, sixteen at the time. You and can still booty call him when you. <laughs> so he, no, no, no. We like hadn't hooked up. So he literally came to my house, and I don't think my dad was home at the time. My mom answered the door. And she was like, hey, I want to take your daughter to dinner. Is that okay? Wow. <laughs> and my mom was like, sure. Like, okay. And so my mom came upstairs and she was like, so-and-so's here to take you to dinner. And I was like, oh my God, WTF? Like, what? Like, because I kept like kind of blowing it off. And she was like, mm. you need to go to dinner with him. Like, go. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I kind of like, not that I had to be like dragged out of the situation, but it was just like, and I don't want guys to show up at my house. Like, yeah, no, but you're, you're making, (laughs) you're making a point about the general like sensibility here. Yeah. Like it was like, he was assertive in a way that was like attractive rather than like being pushy. So I feel like there's a really fine line between that. There's a very fine line. You know, my, the last relationship that I was in was with a girl who was quite a few years older than me, you know, maybe seven years older than me. And at the beginning, she basically refused to date me because of the age difference. And I gently pushed, you know, and then I would kind of pull back a little bit when I saw that she was saying no, then I would gently push a little bit more and I would gently push a little bit more. And then you know, she ended up falling in love with me and we ended up being in a relationship. That relationship ended for different reasons, but our age difference was not one of them. So sometimes the thing that you think is going to be the absolute non-negotiable, like right. absolutely not, I can't date someone who's seven years younger than me, ends up not being the issue at all. You know, and I, and I think that guys don't know that fine line of how much to push and how much to kind of step off the gas. They either come across as too aggressive and too assertive, or they just give up. Well, I just was like annoyed. I was, then I got annoyed because I was like with the guy, because I was like, you don't want to just hang out with me. Like, come on. Yeah, I also have a major problem with that term. Yeah, I do too. Like, do you want to go on a date or do you want to hang out as friends? Like, I like when guys are, like, very clear about what it is that they want. Because then if I'm like, well, is this a date? Like, what is this? And then it gets weird. Like, who pays if we're hanging out? Like, (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is why I have a problem with the term hangout because it just it's you know, too elusive. Yeah, it, it the 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 boundaries are not drawn and it's and it's not clear. But going back to the friend zone thing, Bree, you also said at the beginning that you like the approach of let's just hang out as friends and you basically don't want to be asked out on a date from the outset because that makes you uncomfortable. So this is another thing that I, I mean I have my own theories on this. But this is another thing that I would love to hear from to hear about from the listeners especially the women, you know, do you want to be asked out on a date so you know that it's a date? Or do you want to just hang out as friends and then see if it turns into a date? Or do you want to just hang out, period, and not have any expectations of where it goes? You know, because now you're telling me conflicting information. Yeah, well, welcome to every single guy that has ever I've ever dated says the same thing. Um, what they all say, let's just hang out. No, no, no. They're saying like you're giving me mixed signals and conflicted information. Uh. <laughs> um, okay, so this I don't know if this will make sense. And yeah, I'm curious to know what other people think too. Like, if a guy likes me and he's like, my intention is to date you. I want to date you. Tell uh. me you want to go on a date. If we're unsure about each other. Mm-hmm. then I think it's okay to be like, let's hang out, you know, mm-hmm. like, like let's he... figure it out. because I do think like dating, if you use the word date, it puts a lot of pressure on both people. Like, especially for girls, like it is so like, I mean, I'm sure for guys, it's a lot of pressure, but like for girls, it's not like, you know, we just throw on a fucking t-shirt and pair of jeans and like go on a date. Like, it's a whole process. We're thinking about it the whole goddamn day. Like it's a, like a big, it's exhausting. So, and it would just put so much pressure versus like, if you were to say, Oh, let's, I have these tickets to a concert. You want to go to this concert with me? Like totally different type of approach and situation. Yes. But you also know that you're going on a date with the guy. You're just using different language. Yeah. You know, so, so my thing, and, and this, is, this is partially because I think that men need to learn how to man up. I think they need to learn how to grow some balls. My thing is, if you want to date a girl, you don't have to tell her, oh, I, I want to marry you tomorrow. Right. right. But you have to say, I'd like to take you on a date, or I'm really attracted to you. I'd like to, to, to spend some, some more time with you. What are you comfortable with? Do you want to grab coffee? Do you want to have dinner? Whatever you want to do right? But you have to make it known that you're not just there trying to be her friend. Right. Because I think that what relieves the pressure for women is for them to know what you are thinking. And then they can make an informed decision of what they want to do. If you're saying to her, oh, let's just hang out. And then they don't know, like, does he want to date me? Does he want to hook up with me? Does he want to do neither of those things with me? That's where I think the pressure comes from is the 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 ambiguity the uncertainty right and that's what i'm always trying to advise people against but then you know i also think that it it dates it it depends on the, the type of person that you're going out with like if you really like a guy and he checks off all of the boxes of what you think you want and he asks you on a date you might be jazzed about it you know true whereas whereas if you're like not so sure about a guy and then he asks you on a date, that might make you a little bit more nervous. 
I agree. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, of course, like, I, if a guy, like, my dream guy, like, was like, yo, you want to go on a date? I'd be like, for sure. <laughs> like, so what is, what is your dream? What is your dream guy? Okay, I... Like you, you want someone, of course, who's ambitious, who's funny, who's, like, good-looking, like, all the normal things. Yes, but, like, not just, like, funny, like, I like smart humor, and I like witty banter. So, like, my dream, like, and I told you this, like, if I can have an inside joke with a guy and, like, we're at Target or we're at dinner or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> dream date is at Target. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and we can, like, look at each other and just start cracking up because, like, the inside joke thing comes up, but, like, we're in public so we can't talk about it. Like, I love that kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I like really ambitious <laughs> So, like, guys who – I'm not saying they have to be multimillionaires. That's not what I'm saying at all. I like guys who are ambitious and driven and, like, want to, I think, have this – who have the same values as me and are, like, trying to do the same, which is, like, having an impact on the world that we're living in in some capacity. Um, like, I don't think I could, and this isn't to be offensive to, like, anyone, but, like, I don't think that I could date a guy who has, like, a nine-to-five and, like, that's what, that's, like, where they envision themselves. Like, if they have a nine-to-five with, like, the intention of, of you know, doing something else, like, you know, a startup or whatever, completely different situation. Um, but if he's, like, no, I'm fine with my accounting job until I'm 65, I don't know if that would be if that would work for me. Like, I kind of need someone who matches the same energy that I have um, yes. and some t- somewhat of the same lifestyle in the sense of, like, I don't have to get up every day and go to an office. Your level of drive and ambition and success has made it hard for you to find a match. And the, the important point is that women are hypergamous and men are hypogamous. And what hypergamous means is that women date across and up hierarchies of status, wealth, ambition, dominance, etc. So typically speaking, a woman will only date a man who is at the same level or a higher level of status, wealth, you know, uh, ambition, etc. Whereas a man typically will only date a woman who is at the same level or a lower level. Yeah. So for you, it's going to be harder because you have a very high level of status and ambition and, you know, you're really shooting for the stars, which means that you can only, you're only going to drive with someone who's at the same or a higher level than you. And that immediately makes the pool smaller. It also means that you're going to be, less attractive to guys who are not at your level right because right. If, if guys are hypogamous if they date across and down and a guy meets you and you're like way above him in terms of your ambition and your you know wealth and and the sort of position that you occupy you know speaking in a hierarchical sense then he's not going to find that attractive I mean, I feel like, so I heard of this whole thing. I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast um, where this is like 
there's been studies on this and it's like it sounds like when I first heard it I was like that is so fucking antiquated and sexist but there's but then when I started listening to the the expert I was like oh this totally makes like it makes sense like this is how it's it's been almost biologically like ingrained in us and it hasn't like what you were saying you know off the podcast was like it we haven't caught up to these things yet like as a society we're like unraveling some of those paradigms but like our biological biologically and evolutionarily we have not caught up to like the political correctness of you know hypergamy and hypogamy doesn't exist and you know date up date down date around it just doesn't it just doesn't work that way that's not the way that men and women are wired and of course like there are always exceptions you know like in in my last relationship i was dating i was dating somebody who was higher than me she had more money than me she had a higher level career than me you know things like that but if i'm being completely honest that was a problem for me that was something that i didn't like that was something that made me uncomfortable because that's just not the way that we're wired, us men. Right. And all that means is that I don't have to date someone who's like a housewife or someone who's like way below. Just means that I need to get myself to a higher level so that I can date someone who's at a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Just means that I need to elevate where I'm at. So but, basically with this with this theory... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that like relationships and dating are hopeless for me, but I've narrowed down my dating pool quite a bit. Significantly. The higher, I, I mean, I hate to say this, like I don't mean this to sound chauvinistic or make me sound like a dick or anything, but it's just the truth. The higher a woman climbs in her career or in business or, you know, in the position she occupies in society, the harder it's going to be for her to find a good match, a good, you know, a, a man who, that, that they're a good match for each other. So, and this is why you see a lot of women in really high positions of power who are still single. Um, speaking of the Joe Rogan podcast, Danica Patrick, who runs five businesses and used to be a you know very successful NASCAR racer and has like right. all of this money, and also Whitney Cummings, who is a super successful comedian and very wealthy and all this stuff and bought herself multi million dollar house and all this stuff. Both of them, they're they're actually both now in relationships, but both of them were well into their thirties and still single, and they were both talking to Joe Rogan about this. And there are so many people, so many women who are in high positions of power, who. It takes them a really long time to find someone because this is just kind of the way it goes. Now, does that mean you shouldn't work hard on your career or you shouldn't be, you know, in a high position or you shouldn't be wealthy as a woman? Absolutely not. It just means you have to understand that this is kind of an unintended consequence. Right. Well, now Whitney Cummings is engaged. Yeah, now I don't know who her who who her, who her fiance is, but she kind of keeps it on the DL, which I like like about her because it's really no one's business. But she doesn't like she's on social media all the time, but she doesn't really like post much about him, right? Um, which is probably something she a lesson she learned. <laughs> Can I ask you a quick question about the social media thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, then we've got to wrap up, right? Yes. 
Okay. I dated a girl who is an Instagram influencer. And one day I asked her, if we were in a relationship, would you post me on your page? And her response was, I don't know. On the one hand, I think she'd want to like show that she's proud of her boyfriend and, you know, kind of show him off. On the other hand, it wouldn't fit like with her brand. And are you with me? Yes. And that made me very uncomfortable. That was like a huge turnoff for me. Because if I was dating someone, I know this is stupid because social media is stupid. But if I was dating someone, I would want to be posted on her social media. Whereas with other people, they'd say like, it's none of, the, it's none of anyone's business. It should be kept private. It doesn't matter. It's just for me. What are your thoughts on that? I'm very private about relationships. Like I, for a lot of reasons, but I like for me, it's more of a protection thing. Like if I'm in a relationship with someone, I don't like, they didn't sign up to be in a relationship with me and the people who follow my blog or listen to my podcast. Like they signed up to be in a relationship with me, hopefully. <laughs> right. So that's but like those how, other things are a part of your life. They are, but I would probably like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like blast it all over social media and be like, you know, post a bunch of pictures and like on Instagram stories and all of that. Like I might post a picture or something, but like it wouldn't be a lot. Like I wouldn't completely keep it in the dark, mm -hmm. but it would be known that I was like in a relationship, but I wouldn't be like tagging him and everything and like posting a bunch of stuff on my Interesting. And you wouldn't care if he never posted you? No. You really it wouldn't bother you at all? No. Okay. This is uh, this is another scenario where I say I hear your perspective and I'd like to hear what the listeners would feel about that. I mean, it, de like, it depends. Like if you're someone who doesn't work in the online space, it would be completely a completely different answer. Why? Because if you're someone who's on the online space, like you're sharing so much of your life, like you want to keep some things private and personal and close. But if you're sharing so much of your life, why wouldn't you share the most important thing in your life, which is your relationship? Because, well, like what I'm sharing here is like business stuff, right? Mindset stuff, mindfulness, things that work for me. I mean, like I'm saying, I wouldn't completely X him out and like, mm -hmm. you know, deny or like not post stuff on my Facebook or Instagram or any of those places. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't like, overdo like I wouldn't be posting every single day like an Instagram story or a photo with him right well there's a balance I mean it doesn't have to be not at all or every single day right right like I wouldn't not post him but it wouldn't be like the center of my content or I wouldn't even make like a conscious effort to like oh I should probably post this so people know I'm in a relationship mm. Like, I just don't think that, like, my relationship is anyone's business. And I feel like people tear down relationships. Everyone has an opinion about your relationship. And it's really no one's fucking business at the end Interesting. of the day. 
So like, I mean, there are things that like what you choose to share on the internet, you have a choice. And so I made it like very clear, like when I first started my blog, like there were three things that I was never going to talk about. One was how much money I made. Two was my family, like only to a certain extent. I wasn't going to get into family, personal drama and all of that. And the third one was my relationships, like who I was dating and eventually like my husband. Mm. Like those were just things that I chose that were like, those are really, really sacred and personal to me. And I don't want to share too much about those things. Gotcha. So everyone's going to have a different answer. Like it just depends, you know, like I don't have the inclination to have like a relationship that is super public. Like, I just think that that leaves a lot of room open for speculation, a lot of room open for infidelity. Like, but the thing that that strikes me about that is you're comfortable having a public persona. Mm -hmm. You're comfortable working on the online space and talking about business, mindset, mindfulness, personal experiences, things like that. But you're not comfortable bringing the most sacred thing in your life into the public space, which is your relationship. Now, I understand the argument that you're trying to protect the sanctity of that one thing and just keep it for you. But I also think that if you are somebody who is going to have a public persona, that it's in a way feels to your partner like you're hiding them. Right. But that's, I'm not hiding them. That's, that's a difference. Think about, okay, I'm not comparing myself to a celebrity at all, but like, think about Julia Roberts. Do you know who she's mm. married to? No. Exactly. She's been married for like over 15 years, I think. No one knows who her husband is, but she's still successful as she is. So it's just a preference. Like I'm not hiding the world from my relationships. Hmm. Okay. I, I, get, I get that it's a personal preference, but I mean, the question that I come back to is if your husband or boyfriend or whatever didn't work in the online space and he never posted you, right, or, or he never made it apparent to other people that he was in a relationship, would that bother you? And you say, no, not at all. But I, I think that some people might feel differently about that. Of course, people are going to feel differently, but everyone's entitled to how they want to feel about those types of things. Like I just made a choice for myself of what makes sense for me and what I like and what I prefer. And that's what it is. So you might have a completely different perspective and that's okay. I respect that. That's you. But this is for me. And like I made, like I said, I made that choice and that decision. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, change well, your thank- mindset, change your life. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for for being here. I appreciate you coming back. And of where course. can people find you? Um, my Instagram is probably the best place. It's just my name, Kevin Nahai. My last name is N-A-H-A-I. And uh, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Kevin Nahai. Um, and yeah, just, uh, send me a message or leave a comment and and I'll, I'll reach out. Awesome.